Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today's topic is the Internet. As you know, Google has been called on the hot seat and they're asking all kinds of questions. Are you tracking people? Do you know this? Do you know that? Well, here's the way I assume that. I assume that my cell phone is always on. As you do know, they can turn on the microphone and the camera at will anytime they want to. So if you have a laptop, they have your picture. If you have a cell phone, they have your picture. They have your voice print. And you do know that even if you were to pick up someone else's cell phone and make a phone call, because they have your voice print, they can track that voice print down and they can find. So even if you go buy a cell phone that is one of these use one time and use up the minutes and throw it away, if you speak and your voice flows through some kind of a wire or the glass wire, the the filament wire or through the ear, if you speak and it goes through their system, then they can find that voice print. And if you take a picture, they know where that picture was taken with your cell phone. They can track you. Now, this is the whole thing that Google is on the hot seat for right now uh, about all of their tracking. Now, they are saying, brothers and sisters, oh, well, we're tracking them so that we can send them better advertising. And if you believe that, I've got some coastal property for sale in Kansas. I'll make a real good deal on it. You have to understand, well, just ask yourself this. If Hitler was alive today with the goal to build a world government, with the goal to put the Antichrist on the Ark of the Covenant, on the throne of God, if that were his goal and he saw all of our modern technology, what would someone perfectly evil do with it? If you can answer that question, then you have a small inkling into the evil that can be brought by the Internet. So our first question today is, is the Internet in Bible prophecy? Now, a lot of people would say, no. Well, I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Now, many of you listening have already heard me (laughs) give my qualifications, but we have a lot of new listeners, so I need to briefly tell you my background so that you know that I'm someone that you could listen to and should listen to. So when it comes to prophecy, I've been studying it off and on for about 40 years. I've been teaching it 30 years. It's been my livelihood. It's the only thing I make a living from for the last 25 years. I've made, what is it, 37 DVDs on it. Most of them are two and a half hours. I've taught Bible prophecy in various cities all across America and... I would say my big claim to fame of recent time is I memorized the book of Revelation. Now, it's not that I learned a whole lot in the process of memorizing the book of Revelation. I did learn a lot, but apparently I qualified for something in the spirit because I began to get revelations. I received over 30 revelations. Now, my definition of a revelation is knowing something that is not just black ink on white paper something deeper, being able to tie the scriptures together, to see something deeper, or maybe we should say something higher. And in that process, I've also received two visions. Matter of fact, I've written a book, which, matter of fact, is hopefully going to be coming out here in the next 30 days if we can just get the printer to give us the final quote. (laughs) Anyway, so is the internet in Bible prophecy? I'm going to say absolutely positively. I'm going to start with this. Maurice Scalar, we've had him in to make a DVD. 
I've had him stay in my home on two different occasions when he comes to the DFW area. Him and his uh, lovely wife always call. Leslie and I go out to eat someplace. We have become really good friends. So I know him. He is a prophet of God. He is not a low-level Johnny-come-lately prophet. In my opinion, he is kind of like David. Now, David played the harp, and because he worshiped the Lord with the harp, he is going to be the king that sits on the throne of David for all eternity. He's one of God's most beloved. Why? Because he knew how to worship. Maurice Scalar is similar to David in that Maurice Scalar plays the violin. Now, in case you're not familiar, as I wasn't, in case you're not familiar, the violin is probably the most difficult instrument in the world to play. It can sound like a chicken that is screeching and squalling or a pig caught under a grate. It can sound terrible or it can sound absolutely beautiful. Well, this guy, Maurice Scalar, is a child prodigy. He learned to play the violin from, I think it was like four years old, started learning to play. I mean, it's amazing. But he uses it to worship the Lord. As a result of that, God began showing him visions. Now, I understand a lot of people hear the program and you think, oh, well, Stan just believes in any kind of dream or vision out there. Uh, That would be wrong. I cannot tell you how many... (laughs) I pass by, I'll just say it that way, pass by. But God has put in me the ability to recognize when he is speaking in a dream or vision versus just bad pizza, okay? So here goes. Maurice Sklar had a very important vision. By the way, he does not, according to him, he does not have dreams. He has visions where God or an angel comes and gets him and takes him and shows him things. Now, a vision, in my opinion, is far above the credibility of a dream. Now, yes, God does talk in dreams, but sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes it's just pizza, or sometimes it's just something we saw in the day. But visions, when someone has a vision, that's a whole lot more credible. Okay, so let's get to the vision. May, June, nineteen. 85. He says, over 20 years ago, I attended a revival meeting in Dallas, Texas. Now, when he's invited in, most of the time they have him play his beautiful violin and worship the Lord. And when he came in and he played the violin for us at our Prophecy Club meeting, I have never seen the anointing come into a room as fast as when Maurice Scalar started playing that violin. It was like the presence of God came into the room immediately, and it was all anybody could do to hold back the tears. It is amazing. So what I'm trying to say is you better listen. This brother, you better listen. You better know he's a real prophet of God. So anyway, attended a meeting in Dallas, Texas, 1985. In that meeting, he said, the Lord touched my life in a powerful way, during several days while I was sitting in the days in motel. That's another thing. See, when somebody makes up some, those sort of details aren't there. But when he would make a note and even put in there that he stayed at the days in, that's another thing. You can tell, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is to lead us into all truth. 
You can tell when someone's lying. You can tell when someone's making it up. This is the real McCoy, brothers and sisters. He said, I had a visitation of the Holy Spirit that included visions about God's judgment upon America. The nations of the world, Babylon, the mystery of Elijah, the preparation of the bride of our Messiah, Yeshua. I would like to share these now with the body of Messiah, for God has finally released me to do so at this time. In the first vision, I saw the earth from outer space. As I watched, it began to see what looked like neon lights begin to appear in hexagon patterns. It started from the North American continent, then spread out over Europe, then around the world. The closest way I can describe what I was looking at was white laser lights that were traced in approximately 100-mile-wide hexagon patterns around the entire Earth, like an electronic or a laser spider web. When the lights finally stopped tracing around the Earth, it looked like the Earth was wrapped an electronic grid kind of like a geodesic dome, similar to the white geodesic dome at the Epcot Center in Disney World, only it was not solid. You could see the earth underneath it, with its blue oceans and clouds and atmosphere. The Lord then spoke to me and said, This is what is shortly to take place. There is an electronic web. Now, again, in 1985, we didn't know about the Internet. wasn't here yet. My recollection is, I haven't looked up exactly the year it started, but 1985, I remember, I was the fifth person in Kansas to get a cell phone, 1985. <laughs> I believe that was a year shortly after there. So was there an internet then? Uh, no. So this is before the internet. Let's go on. The closest way I can describe it is it looked like white laser lights traced approximately 100-mile hexagon patterns around the entire Earth like an electronic laser spider web. When the lights finally stopped tracing around the earth, it looked like the earth was wrapped, listen carefully, in an electronic grid-like geodesic dome, similar to the white globe that is at Epcot Center in Disney World, only it was not solid. Then the Lord spoke and said, this is what is shortly to take place. There is an electronic web that will encircle the earth like this. It will unite the entire world under the Antichrist system. It will unite the whole world under the Antichrist system of the end-time Babylon. All right, hang on, hang on. See, that fits. We know that Babylon in the scriptures is talking about America. And who started the internet? Uh, That would be America. It will unite the whole world under the Antichrist system for the end-time Babylon, or the end-time American internet system. Let's go on. At first, it will bring great blessings and prosperity. It will seem like everyone is coming together, and a new age is dawning for mankind. Would you say that that has already come to pass? Sure. Did you know that many brick-and-mortar stores have gone out of business? For example, Toys R Us and others have gone out of business. Why? Because people are buying online. They're buying from Amazon and things like that. Hmm. It will seem like everyone is coming together and a new age is dawning for mankind. Does that sound like the Internet to you? Sound like the Internet to me. I looked again, and I saw from the Earth, from space, with its electronic web around it once more. But then I saw the continent of Europe, the hexagons from each nation began to grow dark. The hexagons from each nation began to grow dark, became opaque. In other words, you couldn't see through it anymore. It looked like black smoke rose up 
and one after another, each hexagon began to go smoky gray, then black. After a few seconds, I could no longer see Europe at all. Okay, that's giving us a hint. Means Europe, with the internet, is going to go evil first. Then this began to spread rapidly across Asia, Africa, finally Australia, China, and even America was completely blotted out. I could only see the oceans. Then the islands of the seas finally became black. Finally, the entire earth was in darkness. Finally, the entire earth was in darkness. What's that sound like to you? Sound like the Mark of the Beast system is being set up right under our noses, brothers and sisters. Finally, the entire earth was in darkness. Even the blue oceans disappeared. What's that saying? In other words, the internet is not just going to be over the continents, just over the islands, but it is going to be over the entire seas. It's going to be a global internet, any place on the globe you can have access. And when you have access, that means they can track you. But let's go on. Even the blue oceans disappeared. I felt such evil and hopelessness. I felt such evil and hopelessness. I heard the cries of millions of souls on earth that were trapped in the darkness. Cries of millions of souls on the earth trapped in the darkness? Is the internet a trap? Mm-hmm. Yep, you better know it is. Then the Lord spoke again and said, Now, again, you have to understand, Maurice is hearing the audible voice of God. God is showing him in a vision the future. This, you can write on deposit slip. The bank will accept this, this good stuff. Do you see this? Do you know what this is? I replied, no, Lord. And he said, this is the fullness of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This is the fullness of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This is what Adam chose for all of mankind in the Garden of Eden, instead of union and life with me. They could have eaten from the tree of life instead, and this never would have happened. I'm going to read that again. This is the fullness of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Get that in your heart. This, meaning the internet, is the fullness of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Meaning the internet is where you can go to get all knowledge, be it good or be it evil. Did you know that the internet has caused a sensation of porn with pastors? Pastors with porn, porn with pastors. That's right. Because in their heart, many of them are evil. They have the same temptation. They probably have more temptations than the average person out there. Probably you listening here, you probably don't have near the temptations as someone full-time in the ministry. And you know the devil wants to pull us down more than he wants to pull you down. Because if he can pull us down, that's only faster he can build his network. And as a result of the Internet, many pastors thought, oh, they can get away with it. They can sneak around. They can look at all that porn. But you have to understand, brothers and sisters, just one click, just one click, and all of a sudden you get hooked. It's like Lay's potato chips. You can't just eat just one. You can't just look at one picture. I get it too. I get it in emails. Hey, go look at this. This is great stuff. And yeah, it is great stuff. But then over on the side, there's flesh. I'm saying that the devil can get into your heart in a lot of ways. And many of those ways, yes, 
is through the internet. This is the fullness of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This is what Adam chose for all mankind in the Garden of Eden. Instead of union and life with me, in other words, he chose knowledge rather than love. He chose knowledge rather than love. He says they could have eaten from the tree of life instead, and this would have never happened. I was so confused. I really didn't understand at the time. You have to remember the world wide web of the internet was just in its infancy in 1985. Only a few thousand computer geeks were, quote, online. I couldn't imagine the world as it is now back then. The PC had just started to enter into the private sector. Of course, now, looking back, I understand the vision perfectly. God told Daniel that in the last days, knowledge would be increased exponentially, and many would travel back and forth as never before in human history. If there is one thing that marks our generation now, it would be these two things. Worldwide travel has never been faster or easier, and the knowledge of mankind is doubling every few weeks, like a snowball going down the mountain, getting bigger and bigger as it travels faster and faster. Knowledge is exploding like never before. What knowledge? The knowledge of both good and evil. It is now trapped all around mankind like a giant tree with its branches going everywhere. We cannot escape it. Now, right now, Google is saying, oh, well, yes, we're tracking you, but this is only so that we can sell ads more effectively. Baloney. <laughs> that may be what they're using it for today. And let's assume that they're actually good guys. Let's assume that really is the truth. But where is it going? I do know this. You can type in Stan Johnson, and guess what? Does it come up and it tell you about the 40 years of studying prophecy, 30 years of doing radio and TV on it, and the 37 DVDs? Does it say all these wonderful things first? No. Whatever the ministry is, it always includes all of those people that attack that ministry first. If there is a word out there that says false prophecy club, it brings that internet site up first. If there's anything that anybody has ever said bad about you and you are in the ministry, those detractors, those people attacking you, Google always puts first. Matter of fact, a lot of times, even though you Google Prophecy Club, it does, well, here, I'll just do it right here online. Okay, click right there, going to Google. I'm typing, oh, of course, it's, it's going to be different because I go to Prophecy Club all the time, so it probably won't do it, but... All right, see, uh, see, it, it start typed in prophecyclub.com, but I'm going to push a space and I'm going to push in club. So it's searching prophecy club. And does it pull up prophecy club first? No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't pull it up second. It doesn't pull it up. Th okay, there you go. Third, third, when I type in prophecy club, it brings other things, other things to sell you. I'm saying that they're right now trying to ask Google if they are biased. Let me just tell you, they're very biased. Here's another way you can do this. Type in Donald Trump and you will see all kinds of bad things about Donald Trump first. Then you type in Hillary Clinton, why you can't find anything bad about Hillary Clinton. Same thing, go to images, type in pictures for Donald Trump and you find the worst pictures, the worst expressions on his face you can possibly find and you have to scroll way to the bottom to find a normal picture of him. But you type in Hillary Clinton, and you find the most 
doctored, the most airbrushed, the most perfect, the smiling, the most wonderful pictures of Hillary Clinton first. Yes, they are biased. But it's not just a bias, brothers and sisters. What it is, is heading toward the mark of the beast. Now, where are we going with the Internet? Uh, let's get to it. This is the real, the real objective. Have to understand that the Bible tells us that we're coming to a world government. That means that all sovereign nations and their walls and their laws will be all, well, as the Bible says, they will stamp them in pieces and crush them and devour them. All of those will be gone. There will be a world government, and there will be one man heading up that government, one man religion. One, this all, it'll be a world government, world religious system, a world financial system. That's all based upon the Internet. Now, let's go to what the Bible says. You've heard of these verses. But I'm going to show you something different in that I've memorized them. I understand them. And matter of fact, let me say something else. Someone once recently asked me, what did you get out of memorizing Revelation that you haven't told us about? And I said, well, I would say that I received the spirit of prophecy, meaning that I understand prophecy much better, much deeper. I connect it together with other prophecies and other parts of the Bible, as well as the modern prophecies, much better. It's like I see it in the Spirit much better. So let's read this. Revelation thirteen fourteen, And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. Meaning, the false prophet is going to require that a clone be made of the Antichrist. And this clone is going to be, in my opinion, linked where the flesh is not made in the image of God, not the same image of God DNA, literally, literally the flesh is not of God, and it will be linking the flesh into the internet so that this image of the beast will have all knowledge, good and evil all accumulated knowledge of mankind. He had power to give life to the image of the beast. That's a clone. Okay, When it's something made, man-made, and breath is given to it, that's man-made, and what's what you call a clone. In the image of the beast should both speak and cause. So this image is not just a computer. It is, and the reason it calls it an image is because the DNA is not like our DNA. That's why he doesn't call it a man or a person. It's not a man or a person. It's an image, an image of the beast, I think. It would be half man, half Lucifer. I'm talking about on the DNA level. Should both speak and cause this meaning was not worship the image of the beast, should be killed. Why? Because the whole point is he sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's the whole objective of the devil. Ever since he saw the worship, as you realize that if you go into the Bible, and I'm not prepared to talk about it today, but before Lucifer fell, he was basically a praise and worship instrument. He would go into the presence of God. He gathered the light of God. I don't exactly understand it. It's just what the Bible says. And he brings that light out, and he shares that light and that praise and that worship uh, of the people, then he gathers and he took that back into God. That was his, he was the light bearer. But then iniquity or sin was found in him. 
And so he fell. Now, that didn't mean he was kicked out of heaven there. And that's another thing. A lot of people are really confused about that. Lucifer is not kicked out of heaven. He stands before God day and night, accusing the brethren, brothers and sisters. So he was the light bearer. He saw the praise and the love and the worship that all heaven gave to God, and he decided he wanted it. And he is willing to cut your head off if you don't want to give it to him. And so he wants to make certain that he knows each person that is giving him that worship, worship, which is why he marks them. You don't have the mark, you haven't worshipped me, and you don't get to live. Simple as that. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, that's just about everybody, receive a mark in the right hand or in their foreheads. Means you don't have a right hand, you're going to get it in the forehead. Either one, your choice. And then no man might buy or sell. Well, <laughs> that's what the devil does. You know, if you think about it, who are the international bankers? Are they good guys or evil guys? Uh, trust me, <laughs> they're evil. Matter of fact, a good friend of mine said, a long time ago, I used to think that the most evil people in the world are lawyers. He said, I found that's not to be true. The most evil people in the world are bankers. That's right, because they control the money, okay? No man might buy or sell, say he had the mark, or the name of the beast. Now, understand, that's something different. So don't necessarily think you don't just refuse the mark. There's four things you refuse. Had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. And by the way, it might not necessarily look like 666, in my opinion. I think it'll look like a 6, spun around 180 degrees, made into another 6, spun around 180 degrees, made into another 6. The way we would see it is kind of like a spiral, which is really a 666. I believe that will be the number of his name. Here's the wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and 6, or 666. Now, those who take the mark do not get soul death. See, Bible says, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to his works. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I skipped a little bit, but I'm making my point. Understand that if your name's not in the book of life, you're cast into the lake of fire. However, there is something worse. I'm about to read it. I'm about to read to you the really, really bad part. Revelation 14, 9. And the third angel followed, saying, If any man worship the beast, okay, that's one, and his image, that's two, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand. Here it is. He's about to tell you he doesn't get soul death. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he should be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of the torment ascended up forever and ever. What's that? That's all eternity. And the smoke of the torment ascended up forever and ever, and they shall have no rest day or night. Here it is, who worship the beast, his image, or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. That's saying that if you're not saved, your name's not in the book of life, you're cast into the lake of fire, that's soul death. There is a point to where it ends. But for Satan, for the beast, for the false prophet, 
And for those people that take his mark, his image, his name, his number, those are the only people. That's the only, only, only group that spends all eternity in torment. Now, what's torment? It means you're constantly in pain, constantly uncomfortable, constantly miserable, but it never goes away. So you may not receive Jesus. I'd rather not receive Jesus than take that mark of the beast. The worst thing, I said again, the worst thing throughout history is if you take the mark of the beast. Time's run out. I do thank you for your prayers, and I thank you for those gifts of support. You have to understand, we don't make it from day to day by offering you DVDs. We make it day to day from your prayers and your gifts of support, and God will bless you for blessing this ministry. God bless you. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. Each single Prophecy Club DVD is a gift of $30. In that you know the internet is going away one day, it is a good idea to actually have the disc. However, at WatchProphecyClub.com you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. What a deal.